Today is Monday, July 19th. The title for our devotional is Two for One. Throughout this campaign, we've been spending a lot of time in Mark 12, 28 to 34, where Jesus is asked, what is the greatest commandment? And we've been exploring his answer. The first thing that we should notice about this exchange between Jesus and the teacher of the law here in Mark 12 is the that Jesus was only asked for one single greatest commandment, but he elected to give him two. To see this, let's read the whole exchange. So Mark 12, beginning in verse 28. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So there we see Jesus was asked for one, what is the single greatest commandment, and he elected to give him two. One of the most fascinating factors in this combination is simply their distance in the law of Moses. They really don't appear together or even that close to one another. The Shema is found in Deuteronomy 6, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength while the command to love one's neighbor is found in Leviticus chapter 19. Even in the text of Leviticus 19, this command simply occurs in a long list of commands. It's emphasized as the last of a list, followed by, I am the Lord, but nowhere near the emphasis that Jesus gives it here. So according to commentator James Edwards, this combination of the Shema with the love of neighbor was not made by any rabbi prior to Jesus. Of course, they were both affirmed, because they were in the law of Moses, but they were never combined here in the same way as Jesus did. And likely the teacher of the law's response to Jesus and saying that he is right is due in more more in part to Jesus' teachings on this. So he's familiar with Jesus' teaching on this, and he actually agrees. So as we thought, saw here throughout Jesus' life and ministry, he is positioning himself as the ultimate interpreter of the law. This we will see emphasized as we go throughout the week. Jesus' combination of these two is is really super profound, which again, should be no surprise to us here. And Edwards, in his commentary on this, he says, Jesus' answer avoids the danger of mysticism, which results in a detached and disembodied love of God, as well as the danger of humanism, which acts towards humanity without reference to God and without the understanding that human beings are inviolable creatures of God. These two, therefore, must be held together. Yet, as we'll see tomorrow, one comes prior in the teaching of Jesus and must come prior in our life as well. For additional content, I'm going to share just a portion of what Dallas Willard writes in The Renovation of the Heart. Here he's commenting on how important our social aspect is to our spiritual formation. And it really gets at this idea of how we need to both love God and love our neighbor as well. And the two can't really be Uh, disassociated in our formation. He writes, Strictly speaking, there is nothing that is, quote, just between me and God. 
for all that is between me and God affects who I am. And that in turn modifies my relationship to everyone around me. My relationship to others also modifies me and deeply affects my relationship to God. Hence, those relationships must be transformed if I am to be transformed. For reflection time today, I want you to just reflect on the significance of your social dimension for your spiritual formation. Why did Jesus include both? Here, loving God and loving your neighbor when he was solely asked for one. So just reflect on the significance of your relationship with others and loving one another. Reflect on that quote from Dallas Willard. By learning to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, you will become the type of person who can have a healthy life with others. Also, others will help you learn how to love God more through exhortation, through encouragement, and simply learning to show mercy, grace, and forgiveness like God does. You are not created to be an isolated individual being. You're created to exist in community. And who you become in your relationship with God by loving Him more necessarily affects how you relate to others. So just reflect on that general concept for a little while today.